Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Knives Monroe. How are you guys doing? Hopefully you're doing well. This is a pretty interesting setup if you're watching this on YouTube, if I do say so myself. If you're on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, check out my YouTube because every now and then I upload the videos of this and I love this setup. You know, when I moved into this house and all I cared about was the garage. I didn't care about tile or wood or carpet or all those things. I just cared about the garage because I needed a place to work. I'm a video guy, photographer guy, podcast guy, professionally and intimately is what I like to do. But I didn't have room in my old apartment. I mean, we were cramped. Like, you never know how cramped you are until... You go back to it and you're like, how did I do anything there? Um, So I'm very proud of this setup. And gosh, we moved here September. It's a couple days from February. So it took me a long time to get a setup to the way that I like it. And I actually got to give credit where credit's due. My son helped me. He was like, you got to do the Conan O'Brien setup, the Jimmy Fallon. He was like, you got to have the the chairs next to each other, and have a wide shot. This is my 14-year-old, and he's a genius. I love him. Shout out to Aiden, which I have a super secret podcast that one day, when with the right time, I'm going to release, even though it's cringy as hell for the both of us, in which I had the talk with him. I had uploaded it once before. It got some feedback, but it's private because it's a very private conversation. We were Gosh, that's just a conversation for another time. A podcast that I'll I'll bring back, you know, with his permission. If he's not into it, and he won't be, it'll never see the light of day. But it was it was a it was it was a talk. It was the birds and bees conversation. So Aiden had the idea of you got to have the like the set set up, and then you got to have your solo set up, so you can have two setups. And I'm like, I like the way you're thinking, you know. So credit where credit is due. So this is um, one of the most important journals that I've ever had that I have in my hands right now. And it's got so many ideas. I mean, I'd like to say thousands, but really, really hundreds of ideas. So I don't know what I'm going to talk about. You might have said, Knives, you call yourself a professional and you don't know what you're going to talk about. Wait a second, okay? Because I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Let's see. We're looking through it right now. Oh, this is a good one. Let's do this. Here's what the idea just says. Aren't you sick of saying I could be doing that? What do I mean by that? Um, We live in an era where there is an overabundance of content. Not just films, not just sports and 24-hour news print, blogs, articles for days, tweets, 
you know, there's still newspapers and magazines and books. You know, I have a bookshelf of 100 books that I haven't gotten to. We live in an oversaturated market. Content is king, right? Eventually, you know, I've always seen my, you know, saw myself as more of a producer and not so much of as a consumer. But having said that, I spent the entire the entirety of my 20s binge-watching content, and I did it in the sake, for the sake of research. This is water. People have the audacity to think this is alcohol. Who the... No. I don't drink. Um, there's just so much content, and, and I have a lot of nerve to perpetuate that. Listen to my podcast. Like, I got something remarkable to say. But I've always seen myself more as a producer. Like, I like to create stuff more than I like to watch stuff at this point. You know, and this is a, this is a little cynical, but I feel like I've seen the best things that there will ever be. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have lived in a time where Orson Welles, did his thing. Francis Ford Coppola and Alfred Hitchcock and Martin Scorsese and Tarantino's about to hang it up and Paul Thomas Anderson and David Lynch. And there was a time where none of those guys had ever made movies yet. But I'm in a time where I've seen all their work. I've been moved. You know, I, I, got, I got a list, top 100 favorite movies of all time. I guess I got some time on my hands, right? But uh, all that just to say... You know, I've given it a lot of thought, and I've consumed the best shit ever. I've listened to the Pink Floyds. I've listened to the Led Zeppelins, the Beatles, and, you know, the Jimi Hendrix, and just the, the Slayers, and the Radioheads, and, you know, I know it's cynical. It's a little elitist. It's a little fatalistic, I know, but... I've enjoyed a lot and it's you know I'm fortunate. I consider myself a connoisseur. I like to absorb all kinds of media. I didn't do it to be entertained. I didn't do it to you know consume so heavily this content. I mean almost like encyclopedic. You never know like how much you've devoted to film literature and art appreciation until you talk to people who have no fucking clue what it is you're talking about, right? And you're like, oh my God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> and then, you know, there's always nerds inside nerds that like people that know more than you. I get it. But, you know, I always wanted to, I always did it to, to grow, to know more. I, I always consumed, not to be entertained, not to be distracted. Those aren't dirty words. I, you know, th those are lovely, valuable things. But I never did it to escape. I never watched multitudes of films and books to escape. It was to learn. It was to grow. I think in a lot of ways, if I do say so myself, I'm proud of this, you know, the story of Knives Monroe either is or will be a success story. And if I had to give the credit, what made me different, people will say, well, you're privileged in this way, and your mom was this, and your skin color was that, whatever. 
honestly, I, I loved books. I went to books. I went to the school of thought, you know? And so I, I owe a lot of me getting out of my hometown and making something of myself or having the, the desire or the, 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 the vocabulary of, to, to even dream to books because I just threw myself in it when I was a child. And then as soon as I realized at 16, oh, I'm a filmmaker, it then became like the Matrix. You know when Neo's like, I know Kung Fu, and he's just installing jujitsu and Kung Fu and drunken boxing and Taekwondo and Muay Thai, and he's just installing all these programs. I went to art for that. Now, the ratio, my consumption production ratio has often been off balance. Where the ratio is more, you know, I watch 5,000 movies for every one I've made. <laughs> and I've only made four films. I mean, sure, I've made hundreds of YouTube videos and hundreds of podcasts at this point, but I'm not as prolific as I want to be. Hence the daily podcasts. It's, you know, I have been doing more than I've been consuming. And it's good. I'm going to be 32, like... You know, I don't think that I'm done learning by any fucking means. But I've also watched Apocalypse Now and There Will Be Blood a hundred times. Like, I've seen a lot of great shit in my life. There's been some great things that, ha that already exist that I've yet to see. If movie production stopped today, I'd never catch up. It's an impossible game. But going back to this topic in this notebook here, eventually you get to this threshold where you start looking in other people's cups, seeing if they have more than you, you start getting jealous, green with envy, and saying, well, I wish I had what they had. You start getting petty. You start getting entitled. I'm guilty of this. I'm a human. You start saying, why do they have the shiny toys? Why do they have what they have? What do they got that I don't? Well, I've been doing this for a long time. Knives, if you're being fucking real with yourself, you've been studying nose deep in books and watching and listening to audio commentaries and other people on podcasts talking about what you want to do. You've been doing that more than you've been making stuff. Friend of the show, Dave Knopp, Knopp Top, go watch his stuff. His whole slogan is go make something. I'm guilty of, of having been preoccupied with consuming, 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 loading these programs after programs after programs, feeling inadequate, like I'm overcompensating for my talent or my skills or my labor or something, but it's like enough is enough. Go out and make something. It's hard to say I'm ready, you know, because there's always a come down of, let's say you go film a wedding or you, you know, in my instance, you, you know, I went to Hawaii for a week last year. And when I came back, like, I was exhausted, you know, I was five hours behind or ahead. I don't remember. I think I was five hours behind. And so there's this lag time and, you know, jet lag is real. And, you know, you, you have this come down and you have to like go inside your cocoon and emerge as a butterfly again. Right. And you have to strengthen that muscle. It's, it, it turns into a callus after a while. The more prolific you are the more it's like running 
first mile after a couple months of not running is hard, right? The first five miles is hard, but after a while it becomes second nature. Same thing with creativity. Freddie Wong from Rocket Jump and uh, just the Freddie W, just OG YouTuber. I mean, he was just one of the best. I mean, he still is. He's just one of the best. But he inspired me, I think it was 2010 or 11, maybe even 12. And, and he had said, filmmaking is a language. If you don't speak it, you're never going to learn it. You have to practice it every single day. And it's true. And it, it's not just theory. Everybody thinks they know everything. Like how much of your knowledge comes from repetition and experience and history how much of it comes from that if you just got theory to the table that's cool i'm going to take your ideas into consideration i'm going to critically examine your ideas you know i'm going to consider it but your experience man people pay for experience you know for all the artists out there that don't know how to value their own work and how to charge for their own work because i know what it feels like to be an artist and to be inadequate and say man i do it i don't do it for the money man i do it for the do it for the love they don't pay you to do what you love. They pay you for the bullshit. They pay you because you've dedicated yourself to this craft, and it is a craft. They pay you because you're a dream interpreter. You know the language. Put the pieces together. You have the sixth sense. That's your mutant power. They pay you to, to do the thing, not to live your dream and to be happy. And that's the romantic part of all of us. So if you've ever given it thought, like, man, I, you know, you, you, you could be doing something else. You, I want to be doing what they're doing. Why do they have it and I don't have it? You could be making films. You could be making songs. You need to tap into that. I remember, here's a perfect example, James Cameron's Avatar. Everybody wants to turn on this movie now. Like, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Fucking Whatever. I can tell you, when I left that movie the first time, December 18th, 2009, some things you always remember, I remember feeling like, I can never do that. If I had 10 lifetimes, I could never reach James Cameron's level. I could never, I don't have that imagination. He's a freak. I almost wanted to retire before I'd even gotten started. I was 21. I, I, I remember just feeling like, I can't do that. I can't do that. This is his follow-up to Titanic. I can't do that. But it inspires you, you know? You, you love it. It's like listening to the Beatles yesterday. You know, not everybody has to make yesterday, but be inspired by it and, and contribute your chorus. Contribute your verse to the culture, to the universe. Get it out of your head. Take it, take the theory and put it in action. That's what I did. I just looked at my notebook. You saw me do it. Flipped the page and was like, yeah, that's a tangent. That's something I could talk about. That's a podcast I could riff on. Go with the flow. Anyways, I could beat that topic into submission. I could bend it like a pretzel, make it tap, and squeeze another hour out of it. But let's be honest, I do this every day. There's going to be, there's, gonna, there's more juice to that berry. Why, why squeeze it into a raisin when we got it tomorrow, right? So today's January 30th. I hope you guys are doing awesome. Follow me on Spotify, on YouTube, at Knives Monroe, on all the things, on TikTok. Follow me. Say what's up. Cool things are happening in February. February's, I'm stoked. Valentine's Day. It's going to be a good one. 
I think I'm going to get some AEW tickets over here in Cedar Park, just 10 miles away from me. Watch some AEW live action televised event with my son. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for that. Got Brian Kern from the Common Chaos podcast who's going to be on my show. I'm stoked for that. You know, I'll be making another mini documentary. I'll be back on the road with Hiring Our Heroes, which I cannot fucking wait for. I'm foaming at the mouth. I'm chomping at the bit to get back on the road. Even though travel, I'm that guy with the neck pillow at the, at, on, on the airplanes now that's like, don't talk. I became that guy. I used to be like, look at the lift off. I want the window seat. And now it's just funny how it's just funny how that happens. But uh, I am stoked to get back to work and and show people what I'm made of. Because I'll tell you this, I have not gotten soft being, being in Austin, Texas for a couple of months. I feel... I feel good with my video skills, my editing, my photo. I, I'm getting better, man. Like I look at my first day of HOH and look at where I'm at now and I'm feeling good. People that I work with are awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing their faces. I feel good. February is going to be good. Um, my, 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 I'm going to be an uncle again. My brother's having a baby. Jeremy, if you're listening to this, I can't wait. I want to hold that baby and I want to give that baby a kiss on the nose like... Oh, man, I'm going to get emotional. Like, that's going to be awesome. And so I'm going to be an uncle again, you know. I'm I'm stoked. I got cool people coming on the podcasts. And I'm just, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. This th th Things are good. Things are good. Knives, open your heart. Let good things in. Nothing's bad unless you deem it so. Nothing's shitty unless you say... Unless you let it occupy your 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 heart, and you know any thought can turn into plaque around the heart and hurt you. But on the flip side, you can take that energy and and and, and turn it into warmth, turn it into a golden light to shine on other people and do really cool things. So this is weird. This is crazy, right? This is a crazy one. This is fun. I feel good about this. How you guys doing? You feel good? I feel pretty good about this. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Cue that fucking outro. Never ever believe anything you hear. And believe only half of what you see. And always, 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 forever and ever and ever, put a force field around your heart.